Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome to a brand new episode of Swings and Mishes. Before I get into all the action with Craig, stick with me for just a minute here as I tell you about our new sponsor, Ticket Rev. I think you're really going to like them. Ticket Rev is the first ever reverse marketplace for event tickets. So what that means is this. Buyers go on to TicketRev.com and create bids on events by simply choosing their preferred seating location and naming their offer price. Sellers are then able to see those bids and accept a bid matching the ticket's location and sell instantly. No more having to list on StubHub, Facebook, or wherever else for tickets to games or concerts. So there's advantages for both parties here. If you're the seller, you get not only a better commission than the rest of those sites, but you can sell your tickets instantly. You never have to list them on sale again. And if you're the buyer, you now have increased flexibility. You can choose your seat and you can name your price. It's better ticket deals and buyers finally can help determine their own pricing. Plus, we have a deal for you right now. A promo code on TicketRev.com. And that promo code, as always, is SWINGS. So all you need to do is go to TicketRev.com. That's TicketRev.com. Dot com and use the promo code SWINGS for $20 off your first bid. That's 20 bucks off your next tickets to a Marlins game. Guys, that pays for parking itself. Just go to TicketRev.com and use our promo code SWINGS, and we'll see you out there at Lone Depot Park. Now, let's get to the podcast. Hello, Marlins fans, and welcome to another episode of Swings and Mishes. I am your co-host and producer, Jeremy Taché, joined on this Friday morning by Craig Mish. Craig, how you doing today? Happy football season, Jeremy. It's great <laughs> to talk to you today and see you today. And yes. Yeah, happy yeah. football season, yes. I guess. Happy football uh, season, indeed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's September, so that's kind of what it means around mm-hmm. around here, more or less. Got big games coming up this weekend. The NFL starts next week. We're a baseball podcast, but uh, yeah, it'll be a nice it'll be a nice thing, a nice distraction. I mean, over at SportsGrid, that's pretty much my twenty four seven right now. We're 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 talking some baseball on the show, and I think that when when the postseason kicks around, I think we're going to do a lot more, but we we've reached the point in the season where we know who the major players are in the game in terms of the teams that have a good shot. There are some good races like LA and San Francisco coming down to the end there. And the NL East seems to be a little bit, you know, up, up in the air, Philadelphia playing real well. So, so there's a lot of fun baseball to watch. I think if you're primarily a baseball fan and not a football fan, and I know that there are a lot of people out there like that, Mm-hmm. then then you do you have some fun races but yeah in terms of of the marlins we are just we are getting to the end of the season i, I think that's probably the the way that i have i right. i have looked at it but i will say this jeremy i actually even though i have not spent a lot of time recently mm-hmm. at at marlins park as as i've alluded to i i was there recently for a uh, a youth game my mm. son my son uh, with the city of hollywood um was allowed to play on the field. Oh, so cool. Uh, recently. So we, we did go to uh, Lone Depot park yeah. and, and he, and we got a group of kids together. I believe it was like a nine on nine and they oh, set it sick. up in the outfield and they were able to play in the outfield. And so that was the one time that I, that I actually Funny. was there. 
before that. So uh, oh, that, that was that been was a blast. A you must fun. have absolutely loved that. That must have been the coolest. Yeah, experience. three for four, got some hits. Hey, hey. and <laughs> get him in the lineup. Uh, did not get picked off. Well, there you go. We're we're talking we're talking major league quality base running then. Uh, there you go. All right, Craig. So let's let's get into some of what's been going on with the Marlins on the field. Um, they strangely enough, they actually did win a couple of series in a row against the Nationals and then the Reds before being swept in New York by the New York Mets. And you know, I know Craig, you're not sort of commenting on on the day to day as much at this point. So just wanted to give you a space here to sort of um, well share any opinions you had on on the on field product. Yeah, I, I think that the, the the story is more or less still the same as mm. they're, they're getting pretty good pitching performances from most of their guys. And and the hitting is is definitely very much still hit or miss. I don't think that's changed at all. It's a lot more miss than hit clearly now just mm. because they no longer have Starling Marte and they no longer uh, you know have have Adam Duvall. And I believe Duvall has, has been hasn't been fantastic lately no. but you know clearly when he gets to the plate you know he can change the game you know mm-hmm. that that was that was the difference so yeah I, i'm just kind of you know gonna wait out the season as i said the other day if, for those people who follow me on social media it does me really no good every day to say they lost they lost they lost they lost every once in a while i'll throw something in there uh, you know to, to be clear i'm still watching a lot of of what's going on i, I mean pretty closely i would say mm-hmm. but but not every pitch uh, I'm not in on every pregame and every post game. And, and those things have slowed down for me. And, and I've, and I've gone over this before. Look, I'm, I'm invested in their winning. We have put Jeremy, you and I mm. we have put four years yeah. of doing this in, into this, this podcast, four years of, and I did this before the new regime took over in right. terms of reporting, but for but but thinking, wow, there's a there's new hope here, mm-hmm. and and things are going to change. And and, I, and as I've said before, there are real, and I say it online all the time, and and I say it here, there are really good people that work for the Marlins. I really like these people more than I did the previous. This is true. <laughs> these people are, are are really. I I think that there are some smart people who are extremely courteous. Uh, very, you know, very not, I, I, it's hard not to root for these people. It really is. And so that's kind of where I'm at, mm. but on the, on the other side, and it's so interesting that people say things to me and I suppose that, you know, social media is just a world where, you know, anything goes and oh, yeah. you know, I, I really don't take things seriously. But the one thing that I take to heart a little bit, I guess, is when somebody will like challenge me on something I said or a thought. Like, sure. and, the, and the reason why I guess Jeremy is because if these people only knew what I knew, like if I, if, if like, it, it, like, do, like, do you think that I am reporting 100% of the things that I know that have gone on? No, I mean, that's not what happens is you have these different conversations with different people, whether it is inside the organization or outside. And, and because of that, that's why I have said several times is that I am still hopeful that that things will be correct because I am rooting for these people. I like these people. They're very nice to me. All of them. They're good people. I really <laughs> do. I am hopeful for them, but I can no longer be confident because of the things that I know. I mean, that's mm. just that's just all there is to it. And, and and part of it is is being told, you know, before the season, both publicly and privately, that we're going to be good. Right. You know, like and so, how can I sit here? 
and talk to you guys and girls and everyone listening and saying, yes, I'm supremely confident when this season was flat out wrong. So that that's that's the dynamic that's going on here. Make no mistake about it. My any negativity that I have is is more out of disappointment than anything else. I mean, that's that's really the end of it. I, I we get no satisfaction whatsoever with the way the season has gone, it becomes more problematic to wake up in the morning and, and do these podcasts. It becomes more problematic to sell revenue on these podcasts with mm-hmm. the numbers going down of people that are listening. And I'm not afraid to say that here. And, and I have other engagements and other things that I do that I put aside during the baseball season a little bit. And I get sort of clearance to do what I do uh, with the Marlins from, from the people who are really paying me full-time salaries. So mm-hmm. The, the whole, so so basically what I've said is that I'm I'm gonna you know stay off a little bit not get crazy and then at the end of the season provided the CBA and things go the way that they're you know hopefully gonna go Gosh, please <laughs> uh, count on the right moves to be made so in year five we can have success you right. know that that it, it has got to be a successful season in some way and people seem to. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I thought I think 500 is a non-successful season next year. There are some people mm-hmm. who are telling me, wait a minute. So if they lose 100 and then they get to 80, how is that not success? I, I don't know. I, I just don't see it the same way. If that's the case, maybe they should just lose every game the next uh, for, for the next 30 days and then win 70 and, they'll, and then they'll <laughs> be plus 40. Right. Like, I, I don't get it. So right. that's what I'm hoping for. That kind of sums up where I'm at at this point. And and I guess we can kind of take it from there. Well, and to take it from there, you know, you talked about the end of this season and going into next season. And so there's a couple of different ways we can go with that. We'll start with the end of this season. September's coming up. This is a time ordinarily, obviously, for call-ups for the Marlins. What do you anticipate seeing for Miami uh, the rest of the way over the next month in September? Well, there, there are definitely some players that I want to see, and then there are some players that I don't want to see, and I don't know if we're going to get resolution on that ever, but uh, I think first and foremost, amongst all, I, I think saying from the positive standpoint that watching, and I know he didn't win, but watching Sandy Alcantara finish off this season, get close, if not to 200 innings and close to 180, 190 strikeouts and, and, and becoming what he's become. It's been amazing every five days is worth watching. That's like the first thing that you could say, like for me at this point, when I see in the morning Mm -hmm. that he is pitching, I'm like, okay, there's a chance they're going to (laughs) win. And and that's the only day right now that I can go in and go, oh, like even they're probably not even favored in any of these games he's pitching. But regardless of that, like I'm feeling like, okay, there's a chance that he's going to pitch six, seven innings and give up two or three runs. And then we'll see what happens, right? Like right. so, He's so, that, keep so that's the but that's the only day that that I think that right now. Every other day is like, oh, who's pitching? Oh, I don't know. I mean, may win, may lose. So that so that is definitely above all. And to see if if Miami ends up coming to him with any kind of reasonable extension or right. maybe even move him. Who knows? I know people think it's insane. Trust me, at this point, nothing. I don't think personally anything is is off the table. Uh, Jazz has had a a nice year. He's been off and on a little bit. Uh, you know, it, it looks to me like he's an everyday player at this point. So seeing mm-hmm. him continue to progress is certainly fine. Uh, I don't think that he can sustain the strikeouts that he's had, but again, young player got to be encouraged with what you've seen, finding ways for him to stay on the field and be healthy. What you don't want 
is like there's another talented player in the league. His name is Aldoberto Mondesi on Kansas mm-hmm. City. This guy mm-hmm. has missed so many games with these little injuries over the yeah. last couple of years. The GM came out the other day, Jeremy, and said we can't consider him an everyday player and we're moving him to third base. Like, like you don't want that with Jazz. Got to find a way, whether it's him playing second, if that's okay, or you know, so, someone just making sure that they get 150 games out of him every year because he is going to be a crucial part of this. Cannot have these little injuries. Um, that's just figuring out how to deal with a young player. Uh, De La Cruz, who's, who's been very good, uh, is, seems to be coming to back to earth a little bit. That's not a surprise, but I think that he has yeah. found his way, I'll reiterate, into a platoonish slash fourth outfielder type. I think that that's acceptable. You guys are all getting too crazy with these guys that, that go off for two weeks, like Lewis Brinson thinking that like mm-hmm. it's here. Come on. like you, you have to know better watching baseball this long to know that De La Cruz when uh, use, use any, any coach in major league baseball, when De La Cruz is coming to town, the team does not open up the scouting report and say, Oh, De La Cruz, how are we getting to, they're not doing that. Guess what they're doing now. Oh, De La Cruz. He's good. Let's figure out how to get him out. Hello. This is, and now all of a sudden you'll see things will change. They will scout against him. They'll find his holes. He was not a player coming up that anybody really thought of. He was not Wanda Franco. He was not Mike Trout. He was not Ronald Acuna Jr. And this is what happens. And then, and hopefully he'll be able to make an adjustment, but naturally they're now game planning against him. And now he'll have to make the adjustments. Um, I know everybody wants to know about Lewin Diaz, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. He was sent back down. I don't think personally, I mean, maybe the organization does have a clear plan with what is going on with him. I personally don't see a clear plan at this point. Um, I, I don't understand why a, uh, a sit-down conversation can't be had with Jesus Aguilar to say, hey, listen, um, we, we love you. We want you here next year. I mean, it is a tough one. We, we know you're chasing the right. RBI title. We know that you're arbitration eligible. Like this is all going into conversation. There, yeah. I mean, it is a hard conversation to have, but we have got to take a look at this guy, Lewin Diaz at some point. And that does not mean sitting down Aguilar four days a week it means sitting him down once or twice a week and that's it six games in a week play Lee Wendy was back-to-back games right mm-hmm. just play him at first base gotta know going into next year they're messing around putting him in left field we're being told you know that maybe he's Carlos Delgado and and, and, a, and an elite gold glover and, and they're moving him to left field like what well, I mean I, I don't understand this at all so it's perplexing to not have him in the big leagues. And if it is left field and so be it, I don't agree with it at all. I think that he should be playing first base in September once or twice a week. He's, 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 he's done with AAA. We've seen it. He can do it. We know it is over for him in the minors. It is time to see if he is a major league player when he comes up, what he will. I don't know. Brian Anderson. I'm a little worried about the shoulder again. Uh, I'm not sure what's going to be of that. Jeremy, I'm a little concerned. Um, so maybe that opens up the door for uh, to see Bryson Brigman at some point. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to call him up. He certainly is deserving. Oh, he deserves it. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, Jesus Sanchez has looked pretty good at times yeah. too. I think he's earned a spot maybe to platoon or even start in the outfield next year. That's definitely a positive. And, uh, you know, Rogers will come back. Maybe, maybe he'll push himself back into the rookie of the year conversation. He's been fantastic. So that's also a very big positive. Him and Jonathan India will fight that out. Uh, to the end. Those are all the positives. The negatives are uh, Isan Diaz should not be in the big leagues playing anymore. Um, Victor, Victor Robles was sent down. Um, yeah. You know, I, I tend to think Washington knows what they're doing. 
why Isan is still playing every day. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, he's 0 for 20 again, man. Like, uh, you know, there, there has got to be, I mean, what does it tell you with the, your bet? Isn't the, isn't right now supposed to be the best 28 guys in the big leagues playing for you right now? Right. Like, isn't that the way it's supposed to work aside from team control? Mm-hmm. And, and what, what does that tell you right now? Like, the, like this is the best they have in, in, in their system. It's, 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 it's just, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, wish Isan the best. Hopefully next year he catches on with somebody else and, 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 you know, maybe gets with some other hitting coach that can sure. you know, get him figured out a little bit. But I mean, you got to believe that unfortunately his time here, uh, I would think is up. They probably should play somebody else. I think mm-hmm. um, that's a negative. Unfortunately, Alex Jackson, boy, just looks like, he, I mean, I don't know. Nice guy. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to say. He strikes out almost every time he's up, Jeremy. I, it's yeah. good defensive catcher. Maybe, maybe he can be the two next year. I, and I'm not even maybe. sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, Sandy Leone is still on the big league team. Uh, the most liked player maybe in the clubhouse right now outside of Miggy, like very well liked. And I think that's why he's still around. And I you know, sort of understand that. And And by the way, one other thing that is interesting is like, if you told me that Sandy Alcantara was happier with Sandy Leone being on the team and he got to throw to him for the end of the season, and that would mean that they could work something out financially to keep him here. I'm all for that. Even as the third catcher, (laughs) I I think that this is sort of a, you Darvish Caratini uh, Kershaw Barnes situation. And and you know what? I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. I I really am. You want to keep your guy happy. That good. And that's what makes him happy. Then I am then I am totally good with every five yep. days, Leon uh, <laughs> playing catcher and pitching. And that's it. If that's what they want to do. <laughs> not pinch hitting, by the way, though. No, not pinch get hitting, them on the playing catcher. And, like to keep Sandy too. happy, I'm good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Pablo, unfortunately, doesn't. I don't know if he'll be back this season. That's it's it's a negative in terms of an injury. It's right. It also puts it also puts some onus on on the uh, depth of the pitching staff there. Jake Eater, as we know. Uh, Jordan reported had Tommy John surgery. So that removed mm-hmm. some of the pitching staff, unfortunately for there. And, and then the other news that we got yesterday, which which kind of stunk was Zach Thompson being moved to the bullpen. Yeah. And he, I really like as a person, me too. I really like Zach Thompson a lot. I agree. He, he's one of those guys that if you, if you said like, Craig, who are you going to be in on like Austin Dean? Um, I'm going to be in on Zach Thompson. Like, I just yeah. like that guy. I just really think he's enjoying every moment. I think that he'll pitch in a nine down nine, nothing and still come in smiling and mm-hmm. still be excited and try to get guys out. Uh, that guy is living for every moment in the big leagues. And he is somebody that I am rooting for, for sure. So thousand uh, percent. yeah. And, and I, I'm not going to look, it, it's obvious at this point, it was uh, very foolish to think uh, that, that any kind of, value for Alfaro uh, Jorge Alfaro was going to be saved by putting him in the outfield and at first base uh, it, it makes you wonder what other teams must be thinking and and think about this the other day when when the ball was hit to left field and and Alfaro didn't get it and then there you know the to- the winning run came around and and who knows why he was still in left field at that point they were up 5-1 all of that being said Jeremy I want you to to envision this the Marlins are the only team in Major League Baseball playing on an afternoon late into Tuesday. The only team. Mm-hmm. There are 14 other Major League ballparks that all the players are arriving to their games. And they're MLB all watching the Marlins implode in the ninth inning. 
if you've never been in a major league clubhouse before, it's exactly what's going on. Yep. The, the clubhouse attendants get to the game in the morning. They find the games that are on TV and they put them on. Yep. And everyone watched that all around the league. 28 teams watched that meltdown with Alfaro playing left field. What must they be thinking? What yeah. must they be thinking? Why? I mean, I'm sorry. I just, yeah. uh, again, another player that I wish nothing for the best for. Hopefully he's able to go back to being catcher, by the way, with an organization that potentially can fix him a catcher. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these guys did not. No indictment on the Marlins. It happens. You know, guys don't work out. Let this guy go somewhere else. Let, you know, get, get into a new system, maybe with a new coach that that finds something different with, with his catching ability. I think Alfaro still wants to be a catcher. Mm-hmm. What choice does he have? They, they tell him he's got to go play left. He's got to go play left. That's it. That's fine. Come on, guys, please. Like, let's, you're, you're not fooling anyone. Putting him, oh, we're going to build some value. We're putting him in left field. Okay, yeah, sure. Like, like okay, you, you, you did that. Now, everybody saw it. Everybody saw it around the league that day. Can we please, you know, end this experiment, put him back a catcher. Let's work it out the rest of the season and then find uh, Jorge another home because he's been nothing but really good uh, in terms of a person to the organization. So move on time, Jeremy. I think that's, that's where I'm at with that. For sure. And, you know, obviously you gave us a lot to look for in September on, on both sides of it. I will say real quick before we do wrap up here, um, you and Barry Jackson had an article this week where you sort of highlighted things going into 2022 and some of the options that might be available for the Marlins to upgrade at some of those positions, particularly center field and catcher. So, Craig, did you want to touch on that real quick before we do wrap up? I, I still, I, I think that, that for me, I've kind of decided, even though, even though he's not an all-star and I don't know, or maybe he is, I don't think he is, even though he's not an all-star and I don't know that he would ever be, I'm, I'm going to go on a hill and I'm going to, as they would say, die on that hill for them to get Jacob Stallings. It, it really seems to me that I don't know that there is a fix, Jeremy, to make this offense into the Yankees next year. I, I think that no matter what they do, we're still going to be looking at a team that's that's challenged offensively to a degree. I don't sure. think they're going from 28th or 27th to second, no matter what they do. Even if they, like, they're never signing Carlos Correa, so forget it. But let's, let's just say that I, I still don't think that that would even get it done. So because that is the case, I really think that defense of catcher and having somebody that is going to be make these, these pitchers even, and it's hard to believe, but make them even better than they are. Right. I'm in, I mean, that that's the guy that I'm in on. Um, for those of you who have not watched his games that he's caught, you guys have 30 days. Okay. Catcher. Go watch that guy catch, go, go watch how engaged he is on every play, Mm -hmm. slamming his glove on the ground, fist pumping the guys when they, I mean, yeah, he's great. He is involved in the game. He calls the mound meetings. He calls the mound meetings. I don't know Jacob Stallings. I've never spoken to him in my life. Okay. <laughs> but I, I've heard enough now across the league that he, it seems like he's an attainable player hmm. uh, from, from Pitt. I believe that he's an attainable, maybe more so than Brian Reynolds. And everyone wants the center fielder. Look, I, I think they need that too. But they have got to get a really strong defensive catcher that can hit a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think he is the perfect candidate. So for me, Jeremy, um, 
that is the guy. And and look, it, they may get him and it may be, end up being John Buck all over again. I don't know. Sure. It could it could be the case. I don't know. But that's who I am sold on at this point. And I would encourage people who have not seen him catch. You have a month. Yep. Watch what I'm telling you. I've seen enough of him play. Watch what I'm telling you. They just broke a record in Pittsburgh for the most consecutive games without a passed ball amazing. in like a hundred years. It's Think amazing. about that. How many pass balls have we seen on this team the last couple of years? I mean, How many times has that led like to runs? The Marlins have lost more one run games this year than I can ever remember. That's a mm-hmm. factor. Absolutely. So that's the guy that I want. Don't know if they'll get him. Don't know, honestly, how interested, if at all, that they are interested in him. But that's the kind of guy I could see emerging as another leader on the team, being brought in for leadership as well, leading the pitching staff, catching almost every day throughout Mm. the week, like a JT kind of guy without the same offense, obviously, but like that kind of guy. By the way, JT installings, same war right now. Same war in Major League. Amazing. I don't know if they can get him, Jeremy, but that's that. I'm I'm all in. We will firmly plant the uh, swings and misses flag because I'm in on this too. We'll perm, uh, firmly plant that swings and misses flag on top of this hill that we are now willing to die on for Jacob Stallings. Really like this guy. I really really like this guy. I do. Yeah, well, just adding a an everyday catcher who is so solid defensively can only help your franchise. Particularly, and what would they have to give up for him? Right. Come on, like if they could not get Reynolds, what would they have to give up for Stallings? I mean, maybe one of the pitching prospects that that's it. Like, I mean, come on. I mean, Pittsburgh is not foolish. They know that they have three, four years ahead of them without being good. They know that. So but, you know, by that time, what is Stallings going to be? I don't even know. Right. Um, you know, and then the, and look, the Marlins drafted Joe Mack. They're going to draft other catchers next year too, I'm sure. They'll develop some. And then that'll be an issue that they'll worry about. In the, but if they're trying to win next year, you got to bring in a, a, a very aggressive a uh, game caller mm-hmm. who's, I, I don't know. I, I can't say enough good things about this guy. And look, you're going to, you're going to see his stats. and You're going to say, Oh, 240 and you know, 32 on base, 32% on base. What are you talking about? I mean, he'll take a walk. He will, he'll get on base. He'll, I, I, I mean, I make the him sound like behind he's, the plate is enough. I make it sound like he's pudge, me. you know, but he, and he's not, you know, far from it. And people will be yelling next year. He'll start off hitting 170 and then I'll, sure. and I'll get, and I'll get the heat for that. <laughs> but, um, that that's the most important. Honestly, Jeremy, more important than the offensive guys is the catcher. I'm, I'm, I, I, I need to see really strong catching next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, for the Marlins, that's everything at the major league level this season and going into next season. Craig, there was some talk online um, throughout this week about the Marlins and Major League Baseball and their minor league system. I know you had some uh, information there you wanted to share. Yeah, I, I would I would say this. Yeah, you know, I think everybody knows from listening to the last 30 minutes, from listening to me for four years, from following me for four mm-hmm. years, no one is going to hold the Marlins more accountable to things that go wrong than me. Like, I mean, I'm probably the only one, honestly, that that will do it as much as I do. You guys are jumping the gun real quick on this one. Um, now, now, unfortunately or fortunately, being in the position that I'm in, you know, I am reached out to directly. Uh, over these sort of situations. And I can tell you that I take it very seriously, just like you guys are. If the minor leaguers are not being treated fairly, something needs to be done. But I personally, and you could trust me or not, it's up to you. It's your call. I would ask those people who are, you know, have their pitchforks, who are going crazy, 
this this may end up all being accurate and everything that that the uh, that the advocate group for the minor leaguers it all may be 100% accurate but i can tell you that i'm involved I, you know i i just want to play fantasy football but here i am <laughs> I, i'm involved and i can tell you that i'm at least trying to be a conduit here to get this to get this going in the right direction and mm-hmm. i'm not commenting further until i know that 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 the group and the Marlins have spoken in some way. I will report on it when it's time, but I am not going to just yell and scream and say the Marlins are horrible and they're not doing the right thing until I know for sure. I'm not doing that. And and for me to say that, hopefully that may mean something to those of you. And I'm not saying that they're doing the right thing by the minor league guys at all. I'm not, but I'm not going to jump the gun here and throw the Marlins completely under the bus without knowing the full story, without knowing that there has been communication from both sides without knowing that there's a chance that this could be resolved very quickly. So mm. you guys can go ahead and yell and scream and do all that. I am not, not going to be that person. I'm going to let this play out a little bit more. I assure you that at least from a contact uh, point of view, uh, I believe it's important that the advocate group speak to the Marlins about this. And I think it's important that the Marlins speak to them to see if they can get this resolved. I believe that's going to happen. If it doesn't, I'll be the first one to come back here and say, the Marlins screwed up. I'm not going to do it at this point. I would ask those of you to trust me. If you choose, mm-hmm. great. If not, that's what I'm going to say. And I'm done on, on this subject. And the next time we come back, I will give an update, tell you where things stand. But if you want me to yell and scream and say the Marlins are horrible for doing this, that is not who I am going to be. I give everybody, I see both sides on every single thing. I try to at least see both sides. And, and, I, and I do want to see the Marlins and hear from the Marlins and see what their side is and their explanation before... I, I go and, and do what you guys are all going crazy about right now. Like let, let, let's, let's see what happens here. Let's, let's see if this can get resolved in the right way. Yeah. Well, and, and thank you for, then thank you for sharing the information, Craig. I know it's, it's something that's at the top of a lot of people's minds uh, right now. So as the Marlins head into the weekend, they will take on the Philadelphia Phillies who you mentioned, Craig are playing pretty good baseball right now. And I guess the Marlins will try to play a little bit of spoiler if they can, uh, any sort of last thoughts or notes right before we uh, end this episode? Yes, yes. I do have one last thought. Shame on you, Marlins, for booting me from your fantasy football league after <laughs> winning a championship a few years ago. I've taken my talents, and I will continue to take my talents to the Philadelphia Phillies and go up against the tough guys on the Phillies, and we're yes. going to bring a championship home to the Phillies this year you marlins kick me out fine you don't want me part of it i understand you can't handle me beating you guys like we did a few years ago just because the guy's not here anymore i didn't even get a chance to defend my title with the marlins they already had their draft as far as i understand didn't get invited again this year shame on you guys what what a what i mean how how pathetic (laughs) to not let to not let me defend the title is really you know honestly an embarrassment um <laughs> but that's that's where we're at i'm out they they did their fantasy draft already monday we're bringing home the title for the All philadelphia right. phillies you know we're going to try and bring it home again we got the championship two years ago playoffs last year we got we got big we number one pick on monday number one, number pick. one pick on monday night incredible we're gonna bring it home we're gonna bring it home you know who i'm talking about we're gonna bring oh, it home of course of course of course we know who we is yeah <laughs> all right greg well 
Uh, fantasy football coming up for everybody. If you have your drafts coming up this weekend or moving forward, enjoy those uh, and enjoy Marlins baseball this weekend. And, right? and, and happy new year. Happy Rosh Hashanah. Oh, happy Rosh Hashanah. Yes. Happy Rosh Hashanah to everyone. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Swings and Mishes, and we'll be back with you guys soon.